0: Callum Graham is the striker who scored 198 goals in five seasons. After making his name at amateur side Motherwell Kings, he stepped up to the juniors with Ashfield last year. The strikes kept coming though as he hit 30 by November and had 42 to his name when football went into lockdown. He's decided to stay with Paul Maxwell's side for another season and joins us on the show this week. Callum started out as a defender until two of his coaches at the Kings finally caved in and pushed him up front for the first time. We hear about that day when he scored a hat-trick that put him on the path to 60 goals for the campaign. Callum also looks back on the afternoon. He scored all 11 in an 11-1 win, yet didn't get the match ball. He tells us about where he wants to go with football and how it's felt being a marked man. There's meeting his hero James McFadden during a celebratory pitch invasion at Fir Park and how it didn't quite live up to expectation. Plus, we hear about the couple of months he had playing alongside Chris Cadden as a kid. It's all here on Down the Divisions. Thanks for joining us for another 60 minutes or so looking at the lower leagues. Uh, well, the, the preseason games are coming thick and fast now in the hope of the new season getting going next week. Uh, Paul, it sounded like your New Mains United side had a good performance against Maryhill on Saturday. Was it one each?
1: It was one each, We've had uh, two games now. We played DL Amateurs two weeks ago in a 0 0 draw, and we got a one each with Maryhill, uh, which was absolutely delighted because obviously Maryhill last year was kind of a division above us. And uh, obviously, with Ross Wilson on the show the other week, Ross is dead thorough in his preparation and he's got a really good team there. And uh, they're, they're a team I think that are going places, so to get a draw against them uh, was good. And more pleasing was with some new players on the team and they've seemed to hit the ground running, so yeah, it was
0: good. And I presume you've got to adhere to certain COVID restrictions now as well. How, how did that go? Uh,
1: In terms of actually the the boys arriving at the ground, it's fine. Uh, It was a really nice sunny day on Saturday, so Mary Hill were one side of the park, we were the other. We marked out areas for people to stand in. Uh, I was, you know, a big advocate of going back now because let's get some games going. However, what I did see on Saturday was boys getting changed literally at the side of the park. And whilst it's a sunny day, it's great. I don't know what it's going to be like in the pouring rain. Uh, we don't have any covered stands or anything like that that the guys can go in and change. So it might be a little bit more difficult. But yeah, back to adhering to the rules. Changing rooms were closed. Boys arrived with their kits on. They left with their kits on. And uh, we're away to Stonyburn next week. So just, again, let's hope it's a dry dry, sunny day. Otherwise, I think it's going to be a bit of a nightmare until they open the dressing rooms.
0: Yeah, interesting. Well, yeah. Uh if, uh, if you're listening as well tonight and, and you've got any views on, on how things have gone so far, we'd uh, we'd like to hear from you. You can email us with your thoughts and comments at divisions at gmail.com. That's downthedivisions at gmail.com. Or you can contact us. You can contact us even through Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Hi, it's Martin McKinnon, port manager here, and you're listening to Down the Divisions three-scoring Ashfield striker Callum Graham is our guest this week. Thanks for joining us, Callum. Oh, thanks for having us on, guys. Absolute pleasure. We'll uh, chat some more in a moment, but before we do, we've got the the down-the-divisions decider. Paul, I'm fed up saying it's still two apiece now, so just give us the clues. I'm fed up telling you that that I'm I'm making them easy for you in this week. If you don't get it this week,
1: it's beyond me. In fact, I've got to give up if you don't get it this week. So, Callum, we've got to get you involved as well. Gareth's Ploy to get you to go first and then he'll always try and copy you. So, uh, it's right, not we'll been successful yeah it? <laughs> no, it? certainly has. You've got two out. <laughs> so, right. Crystal Palace. This is the first one. Now, Crystal Palace beat Watford 1-0 after extra time in the Football League playoff to get to the Premier League. A bomb was set off in the Boston Marathon. William and Kate give birth the Prince George of Cambridge and Queen of the South beat Partick Thistle on penalties in the Scottish League Challenge Cup. Callum, you go first. I knew you you were quite young, do you know what I mean? You know, I never went for the Celtics.
2: If you're going off the Watford Crystal Palace, I would probably go for 2015. Right, okay, Gareth. Oh, right,
1: I
0: did. I thought it was before then. I must admit. Usually, usually the guest kind of goes quite soon, gets it right, and then I say, no, no, it's, it's earlier or later than that, and go. Right. And to and I'm wrong. Coming, the chap's quite there, isn't he? Right, okay. Yeah. So uh, I'm gonna go 2011.
1: Right, okay. Right, answers will be revealed at the end of the show.
2: My name's Jane and I'm the Coen and Rangers manager. You're listening to Down the Divisions.
0: Ashfield striker Callum Graham is our guest this week. Callum, we've uh, we've heard all about your goals that you've scored over your career, but sounds like you've already got on the score sheet already during pre-season. So you're off the mark and, and running. I got off the mark uh, a couple of weeks ago. Um,
2: well, about a week ago, played for our amateurs. Uh, managed to get one, and then got one. pollock last weekend as well in a tough game in there. So, uh, it's only friendlies, but uh, it as it's pleasing to get off the mark.
0: How have you found it? You know, everybody talks about a striker's sharpness and and things like that being match fit, and 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 we all know, you know, those sides of things in in the game. How how have you found it having been out of action for so long, coming back and and you know, hitting the ground running? Um, well, the first game
2: we played, Mary Hill, um, just like Paul's team, New Mains, and I think, I, I can't imagine as much a spectacle to watch, because I think the full sort of 22 or 30 odd players that were used or whatever, I think they were rusty. Um, personally myself, I tried to keep myself sort of taking over during lockdown, but it does take games to get that much sharpness, so uh, I'm trying to get into the swing of it now, um, sort of feeling more confident as the games go on. And your own team, Ashfield, Carl, have you brought in many players over over the sort of lockdown period? Hi, I think we've managed to get four or five, um, a few young boys that look you know, pretty exciting um, and it was good because we managed to keep the sort of core of the squad as well, um, the spine of the team, so I definitely think that we have improved this year. We,
0: we mentioned at the start of the show there with Paul about restrictions and players dealing with them, how, how have you found it personally? Um, I think going back to the first game, I've even gone back to training.
2: Um, it's just strange times, obviously, and but I think now we're starting to adapt to it. Um, turning up the steps on, changing team talks in the park—it's no ideal. It's all new things to us, but if that's what gets football back, then I'm certainly all for it.
0: Did you? Uh, I mean, we all—we all know the. The goals you scored last season, you came into to junior football and, and kind of took it by storm a bit. You, I think you had something like thirty goals in fifteen games by November. Finished with was a forty two in the end, I think. Um, I mean, some people might look at that and think, uh, why why are you staying for another season at Ashfield? Uh, did you have interest? Was was, was there was there a chance that you, you kind of could have moved on, or you know, did you feel that it was right to stay with Ashfield?
2: Um, I think. Sort of first couple of months in junior football, it sort of exploded, and I, really, I wasn't really used to that. You know, I was just playing with sort of amateur team, my friends, and I was getting phone calls and texts from a lot of people, um, and it sort of continued right through. Um, there was nothing that suited Ashfield um, to let me go; they wanted to keep a hold of me, and I was really happy there as well, so I didn't I didn't feel a rush. Um, and then the pandemic hit, and it was sort of I think everybody was a wee bit all over the place with what players they were bringing in. But, um, Still with Ashfield, they still want to keep me, so I'm, you know I'm happy to be there. I'm happy to keep going. For our listeners that don't know much about you, Cal,
1: obviously you've come through the amateur ranks. I think you played in the in the churches league, didn't you? And done, done well there. Where had you been prior to that? Did you did
2: you come from youth football, or had you kicked about a few amateur teams? So I'd played uh, youth football right up until I was about 16 or 17, um, and then I took, a wee, I took about a year or two out, um, and a boy texted me one day and asked me you know, if I was playing, and I, came, I went along a training session with my um, little Kings amateurs in the churches league, um, just purely a group of pals, um, so I got that buzz back for playing football, um, and then Ashfield came Nottingham uh, about a year and a half ago, um, and I trained with them for six months. Um, they were really good to me and then assigned to them so that's sort of a, a wee background and at a young age as a, a
1: kid coming through the youth ranks was there anybody was there any were you a goals for some, or were you a goalscorer like you are now or and was there other interest from senior clubs you know a lot of the boys maybe at that age go pro youth was there anything options for you
2: and, uh, youth football had a small stint with um when I was really young 12 or 13 uh, 2 or 3 months um, actually, I was a defender at that point. Um, it was about half the height that I'm just <laughs> now, so, so I'm the back. Um back. Apart from that, there wasn't really anything. It was only when I went amateur I sort of started to move up the park, scored a couple of goals, and there was a wee bit of interest um, just as a left man, which I left amateur to go to Ashfield, but I'd been in training with, um, for, with Ashfield for six months, um, and they showed an interest. They gave me the, the facilities to train, so... Um, they are really good to me, and I thought that's that's place I want to go.
0: So, so uh, who was the person who's responsible for turning you into a striker then? And who will you be thanking for the rest of your life? Um, two guys, uh, Paul Jarvie and John Barley were there. I'd been
2: itching at them. I'd been at them for a couple of years to give me a chance. And um, we played one game. I scored the hat trick my first game, uh, and I don't think that they ever wanted to take me away from there. Um, so, so was that were the Real Kings. Yeah, that was my yeah. little things. Yeah, they gave me the chance um, and it took off from there.
1: So, what made you of that kind of. Uh, obviously, all football players want to score goals, but you're saying you come through the ranks. You must have thought you had an eye for a
2: goal to go and do it. I actually started as a right back um, and then I got a wee I sort of shot at right wing and I scored 20 goals in one amateur season. And I started to get more confident in front of goal and I found myself getting into better positions. And then naturally, I moved up front. Um, and the first season that I played up front it sort of took off I was you know they were hitting off my shins hitting off my face everything just sort of seemed to click Um and just for there it's I've just developed a wee instinct and uh, it's just sort of you know it's the old cliche when they talk about strikers but right place at the right time And how many goals did you net when you were in that season at the Kings? Uh, I hit 60 in my first season up front uh, with the Kings so um, it was a really good start and also, they couldn't take me. Couldn't push me back in the park. For that. <laughs> <laughs> there. And was it
1: Ash? Obviously Ashfield. Was there a connection there? This was it. Somebody at Ashfield that you knew that they got you there because of that kind of goal scoring rate. I'm sure there was a lot more clubs than uh, just Ashfield after you. Even maybe some of the real top amateur teams. There was.
2: I there was uh, there was interest with quite a few amateur teams. Um, but I worked with our goalkeeping coach Ryan Dekeel. Um, right really sort of good friend's room outside of the, the football as well and he'd been at me for a couple of weeks um, prior as soon as he I started scoring goals I'd played played a couple of games with him through the work team um, he'd been at me so I went to train with Ashfield um, and I trained one night a beat with Ashfield and one night a week with my amateur team for six months um, and then signed for him at the end of the season
0: Just before we come on to Ashfield um, I mean you talked about your the goals you scored. I think it ended up being 198 goals in five seasons. I was I was looking at, and um I want to take you back to April 2019, and a game against Law. I think was it. Yeah. Uh, and uh, you beat Law 11-1, and you scored all 11 goals. I did. I. I, I, I mean, I mean, you, know, you you know,
2: what's that? I see. I get a wee bit embarrassed when people ask me about that. <laughs> that must that must be a record.
0: Well, I mean, I was going to say, you know what, you know when you hear strikers or players say, oh, just everything went right for me today. I mean, did, did you miss any chances? <laughs> the, tw- the 12th one. <laughs> I just did. The last one I was running through,
2: Stephen Large was running through 30 yards of space and I could have squared it to him and I hit it. Uh, and it ran for number 11 as well. So there was definitely a, a few opportunities for me to sort of lay on other folk in the team. Yeah. But I- it was one of those days where literally everything that I hit, hit the back of the net.
1: I, I can't let that go. The, the, that must be some kind of, you must have got some award for that. That must have been some kind of record for the league. Or for,
2: for When was the last time someone scored 11 goals in a competitive well, game? I don't know. It's like the, the boys obviously put it on Twitter, um, the Malo Kings uh, Twitter page, and it sort of it got a wee bit of attention for there and it blew up. And I, I think that maybe caught the eye of a few junior teams. Um, because for then on, so that was sort of start of April, um, in that season, and then I was moving on to Ashfield, um, in the main I'd already made my mind up about that, um, but I did get a wee bit more attention.
0: What What is it like on the park when, when you've scored nine, when you've scored ten, you know, the, the what what are the law defenders saying to you? I mean, are they just are there as their head gone? Is, they, I mean, they've obviously lost heart by that point. They know they're beaten, but. You know, is is there comment on the park? Go, go easy on us from uh, that I one?
2: They did. They were sort of in my years. And you know, like, you kind of come off soon. Are we're going to need to kick you to go off. So I was riding a couple of challenges as well. Um, but no, the boys were good to me. They, they weren't there to hurt me or anything like that. It was a good bit of, good bit of banter. They should have put you down to two touch. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm hopeless at two touch. They <laughs> <be>. <laughs> and uh, I mean, did you, did you play the 90 or did you, did you get taken off before the end or anything uh, like that? He took
2: me off at 11 as well. I think I could have probably get what four hat tricks in the one game, but he took me off at 11. That was just for the standard innovation wasn't it? It was about two minutes to go. <laughs> Did you get the match ball? No, I didn't. No. 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 Uh, resources amateur are tight, so they would not give me Uh
0: and, and obviously, when you played there, uh, you uh, you played with a guy who who well, we both know actually, Craig Craig Foy. Um, yeah he's a photographer for, for one of the sports agencies in, in Glasgow um, I mean he tells me he's a bit of a player Callum but I mean I've, I've heard mixed reports so I don't know if you can actually kind of confirm this one way or the other
2: he's not bad he's not bad I don't want to bum the boy up too much because uh, <laughs> like, he does love himself a wee bit No, he's a good lad um, decent player as well he struggles with work commitments to play to play a lot of games but he does he comes in and out and he, he does chip in a few goals so yeah, he's a good wee player
0: is, is, is his banter any better in the dressing room than kind of when? Because when, we, we, we go on like trips with the Scotland under 21s team and things like this. And to be honest, you know, I'm, I'm thinking, well, if you're like this in the dressing room, mate, I mean, no ah, chance.
2: He's not really up to scratch, to be honest. Uh, I don't know how you're going away a couple of days with a boy because a couple of hours when he's got a sleeping tablet.
0: Aye, ah, it's, it's a long two days. <laughs> um, but yeah, going back to the football, you know, you obviously went to Ashfield. did When you went to Ashfield, was it noticeably a step up to begin with, and did you need a bit of a bedding in period to kind of just get used to things—the the pace, the strength, the physicality, these kind of things?
2: Aye, we played um, when I was training with Ashfield. Uh, I think that definitely helped me. First of all, training with them for six months because it got me up to their speed. Uh, I noticed. I think the, the probably the biggest thing I noticed is in junior football, nearly every player is confident enough on the ball and that they'll take the ball. Um, whereas amateurs, you know, you don't tend to find that But uh, I think playing the Fennali's got me up to speed We've played a few good teams We've played uh, Kirkie, Rob Roy and Pollock So that, that definitely got me up to scratch Did you know score, am I right in saying this, four goals
1: at St. Ants? Was it St. Ants you scored four goals quite early on? Was that like one of the first games of the season? Uh, the Ants game, I think the Ants game was in about October last year Was it? This time aye I just remember, I remember reading that, and then, I, then you start hearing the stories of this guy who scored so many goals and uh, he's going to do it at this level as well. And then you hear the other team's interest. But uh, many goals did you end up getting last in the, in the final season there at Junior? Yeah, finished on 42
2: in February. Unbelievable. Did,
0: did, did you feel that, you know, obviously you come into the Junior game, possibly you're coming up against defenders who haven't heard of you before. they don't know what you like. So in a in a in a sense you can you can take advantage of being the unknown kind of talent. Yeah. As the season went on, did that change as you became a bit of a marked man or are you kind of quite aware that maybe if it didn't come last season, going into this season, people will know who you are now?
2: I definitely found
0: sort of even from after
2: Christmas. Um, when it wasn't just a flurry of goals that was happening sort of every every week, um, I got a wee bit more attention and there was a couple of tackles early doors. Um, no saying there's anything wrong I think it, it's just being covered. But I, I definitely noticed that teams were taking notice of me when they were playing against me. Um, it's part and parcel. I think if you're going to score goals, like that you'll get the attention. So um, don't mind that. Back from a football for a point, a football point of view,
1: how did you? find like, playing up against centre-halves at amateur level eh, to junior level, they, uh, the way they mark you and stuff like that, is it do you get more time with the amateurs or would you would you say that the step-up, because it was in uh, League 2 the juniors you went, was
2: a much a uh, difference for you? I think for me personally, I think I did I did um, used to get more of the boys to drop in and um, gather the ball and um, a bit more in amateur but Max or Gaffer, he's, he wants me to sort of stay up the park this year so I maybe don't see as much of the ball um, in junior football but I think the the end product and the service is a lot better in junior football um, the centre halves tend to be more physical in junior to amateur whereas I think some of the amateur boys that we played against they quite fancy themselves to play sometimes um, whereas I think the juniors it's a lot more um, how would you put it it's a lot more defence before playing ball, Um so I, I definitely noticed that. And you have a, you know, some experienced players in that Ashfield team
1: last year. Was your uh, Paul was it Diego? Was that, he, he was there, he's a he's a great player, isn't
2: he? Played the Paul for years. He's a brilliant player. Um he's one of these guys that he's always got five, five, ten yards of space. And you just kinda you can't coach that any folk. Um and me personally I, I loved that I thrived off his the delivering his service I think he must have set me up for 30 odd goals last year we just threw balls and it's just one of the players who sort of clicked and he's a great guy off the park as well um, so I think he's having work commitments this year but I, I think we're really hopeful that he gets back this year because he does make it stick
1: No he'll have work commitments because he doesn't want to do pre-season but you'll find he'll come back in <laughs> <laughs> he, he works at the place we get a kit from <laughs> I, I, I oh.
0: he does this every year it's a party piece I, no he's a good lad <laughs> yeah, I mean, I know you said you knew the coach, Ryan, uh, going in. But looking back now, was Ashfield, maybe you didn't quite know this at the time, but Ashfield the perfect club to make that step up to, do you think? I definitely, I think. For me,
2: I played amateur football for so many years because I play football to enjoy it. And I really enjoyed playing with that group of boys. And um, I think I've came into Ashfield it was the right club for me. And you know, I'm loving playing football, and I know that's why. No necessarily moved on in anything, I'm happy there, they're happy with me, so it's definitely been a great fit, there's a really good atmosphere around the club as well, uh, all the guys are, are really down to earth, there's no, uh, no any big times.
1: Kind of burning question, isn't it, a lot of people who are aware of you and at our level is, there's obviously been bigger clubs come in for you, I mean I've heard this teams like Stenhouse, Muir and stuff like that come, have you had any senior offers or, or is it just kind of more higher junior level? Um, no, I have
2: a, Contact with a few senior teams, um, nothing's really materialised of it. Uh, they've been in touch, I've spoke to a couple of guys, but um, the gaffer really takes to do with all of that. Um, he always said he'd never stand in my way, um, so we'll see what's to come.
1: And the other thing, is, has there, there been agents in that? Because honestly, everyone's talking about you, and I have you know I hear people, agents in that, saying, oh, I need to get this boy, obviously I was involved in that, World previously, and
2: I've, I've heard people talking about you. Is that something that's? I've never alive? I've never had an agent contact me directly. I've heard me daft things like, Oh, I know an agent. He's would you be interested in stuff. Like, I'm I'm just I play played amateur football. That's a new world to me. Um, it probably the weirdest one is I had a, a scout for a senior team that messaged me on Facebook, and that was just totally alien to me. I wasn't used to things like that. Um, but as the season went on, these things. Or, uh, they get more frequent and uh, it's weird the way that these people find you
1: and I know I know you've committed it's difficult for you to say and I know you're committed to Ashfield and Max is a great guy and from our club point of view we've got a, quite a, a wee affiliation going with Ashfield because they kind of helped us out when uh, our changing rooms and that got uh, broken uh, and one of our players got injured against you guys and in, in Ashfield were brilliant so I don't want to talk too much about Ashfield but do you see yourself
2: possibly going to the senior ranks next season? I think it's definitely an ambition of mine. Um, and it's, it's, it's an ambition of it. Maxie and Ryan Careley and Dak as well, they, they've openly said to me, you know, we want to try and get you to senior football. Um, I think that for Ashfield, they see it as a great achievement for Ashfield. So as I say, they've been standing my way. For me to say I played senior football, that would be a, a really proud moment for me.
0: I see that Ashfield have signed John Barr as well for Motherwell King. so is this like a link-up now that you've, that you've started a little bit and are you you're glad to have John back in the same team as you? you think he'll be a, a good addition?
2: I definitely. He started really well, really he's slotted right in there, he uh, made a wee spell with Les juniors last year for a couple of months, um, so he had a, a wee sort of junior experience, but this year he looks as if he came in slotted, pitting perfectly, um, and it's another boy in our team for amateur. Uh, we've got quite a few that have came from amateur and they've, um, they've shown. So I think there's definitely there's a few diamonds and uh, amateur and John's certainly one of them.
0: Jordan Brown's arrived as well. Has he played yet or is he is has him just arrived since I, the weekend?
2: So Jordan's been in training with us uh, since he started our, our pre-season basically. Um, he's played a few friendlies as well so he's getting his set up to match uh, fitness as well. But he'll be a good addition. Um, obviously junior experience playing with rock, St Rocks last year as well. So another good addition to us. Do,
0: do, you, do you look at the squad this season? Are you better equipped this season? Obviously it's a it's a new league setup, isn't it? And you're gonna be coming up against, you know, arguably a higher standard of competition. Well yeah, and, and new mains Um <laughs> <laughs> uh, are you, are you gonna, I mean, do do you feel you're equipped to kinda of do well this season? Aye, I think so. I think as I
2: said earlier on, it was big for us to keep the, the spine of the team, um, which we've done. We're hoping to get Diego back, and uh, he'll be a big big player for us. But I think the boys have brought in. It's been a good mix. We've got a couple of young boys, uh, that are really exciting, um, and we've got a couple of experienced players that have come in as well. We've got a big goalkeeper, Dale Moore. Um, we lost Chris Pryor unfortunately from Chapel, but uh, Dale slotted right in there. So it's a good a good mix of youth and experience.
0: Is, uh, is that you taking notes, Paul, uh, to, just for the listeners who don't realise uh, Paul's new Mains United team will be playing Ashfield at Victoria Park, Paul, on, on uh, <laughs> the opening day of the season? No, we actually
1: got uh, one of the goalkeepers that was at, was at Ashfield last year, the Cammy Farquhar. Uh, he might have been at the beginning of the season. Uh, uh, he's done very well for us, by the way. He's done very, very well. had a really good game on uh, Saturday.
2: I played a, few, uh, played a few months with Cammy just before he left. to was a really, really ah. good shortstopper as well, and he's a great lad as well. Uh, he likes vegetarian curry, though.
1: Ah, he doesn't good. drink. I've got to tell you it's a bizarre story about Cammy. We're going, on, we're going off. He was watching the telly the other week, and I don't know what was on. There must have been some marathon that was on telly, so he gets up on the Sunday and goes and runs 26 miles to see if he could do it. And there you go. I mean, who does that? And then trains on Monday night and says to me, I don't want to do any running tonight. My legs are sore.
2: He was a fit lad. He's got a good physique on oh, him as well. Yeah, he has. used to have it as well. Uh, but he's felt north, you know. they were a bit
1: right. I made me order him a short sleeve shirt so he can show off his guns, and he's always standing there pushing them out. I hope he can.
0: Mention that you both, you know, New Mains and and Ashfield are in Conference B. You know, you, you look at the teams in there, uh, Callum, what, 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 what do you think of the, the league and, and the new setup as well? Yeah, uh, looking forward to the new setup. and um, for me personally, it's a lot of teams I've not
2: played um played against before, a lot of new grounds to go to. Um, and some familiar faces for us in there as well, um, for the league last year. So there's some good teams. I think obviously your Renfrews, your Gartcairns, Canvas Line Rangers, they'll they'll fancy themselves to go and top the conference but um, for teams like us and for teams like New Mains, I think it's a case of going about it quietly one game at a time and we'll, we'll hope to push these teams all the way
1: I certainly think from like our point of view I think, and I'm sure Ashfield will be the same obviously, being in League 2 last year, if we can finish high enough up the group, when the conferences do change at the end of that and we we'll maybe try to get into a division above, that's a promotion for us and I'm sure you guys must be thinking the same
2: I absolutely that's been the sort of message that's been drilled into us. I think if you, you know if you go on a really good run, you could find yourself fifth, sixth and fourth, fifth, sixth in that conference and that could that could put you up well, it will put you up a league, but it could put you up two. Yeah, um,
1: that's
2: right. And then you could be, you know, you're one league off playing your Talbots, your Pollocks, all these big teams and I think that's what everybody plays football for. That's the games you like playing. play
0: in. You uh you obviously kind of not doing football full time at the minute, so you, you obviously I take it you're juggling your football with uh, with a job.
2: I juggling uh, juggling football with, with work. It's quite easy for me. Um, I just work eight to five during the week. Um, don't work weekends, so uh, football in terms of, it works quite well on my schedule. Um, but no different to any other guys that play junior football. What is
0: it? where is it? You work?
2: I was gonna say where is it? You do. Uh, I work for the prison service, I'm a facilities manager, so we look after all the buildings um, for the prison service. All over how okay.
0: like a region? All over Scotland? Yep. So you, you could be up you could be up north, you could be Aberdeen, I'm, you could be I'm
2: primarily based in uh, Moss and Bishop Briggs, but we do cover I specifically cover the prisons um in the west area of Scotland. So we've been free, um
0: Greenock.
2: How long how long
0: have you been in that for? Uh, I've been with the
2: service for four and a half years now, um, straight after my apprenticeship. So uh, I enjoy my job um, and I I always me to play football as well. Any decent players due to get
0: released? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Pass our names on. (laughs) Uh, And it's been quite a big summer for you. I know you've had lockdown to cope with, but um, there's been a big house move, has there, during lockdown for you?
2: I moved into the first house with a misses, so it's it's been uh, it's been stressful but we're in now, we're settled. Uh, obviously COVID made things ten times more difficult, but um it's took my mind off of the way that the world's going just now. Um and gave us something to look forward. So it's been it's been good in that way.
0: And and with obviously the, the nature of your job, I take it you did well, did you work from home during lockdown or or uh, did you have I've, to be out and about as a key
2: worker? I've got a laptops, so I was, um, I was wanting for home some days, but my job mostly requires me to be on site, um, so it's a wee, a wee mix of both. My missus has been wanting for home, so she's sort of climbing the walls
1: now. Oh,
2: I can sympathise there. Oh, oh, I guess worse, because my missus,
1: if you wasn't at this show at the very beginning, like we were wanting for home and it was tough, and then Gail's went back to work, but I'm here now for next week, she's coming back, oh
2: Jesus. I know yeah. it's,
1: ever changed I say, Charlotte's, it's got a changed.
2: It's gotta be a tough one. Charlotte's, a one. Charlotte's been told not to expect to be back in till spring next year, so Oh uh, You've
1: it's got my great you've got my greatest sympathies there, Carl. No no
0: no <laughs> but, but then at the same time I know Mrs. Davis doesn't really go and watch New Mains. Does, no. does Mrs Graham go and watch Ashfield? Is she a fan of football? Ah, she does. She she tries to get to most games to be fair, she enjoys
2: it. Um supports Rangers as well, so uh, she has she has into football and likes to come and give me a slag when I don't do too well. Yeah. hmm That doesn't really in her score, but uh, nah she's just, she's really good, she's supportive and she tries to make most of the games along with my mum and dad as well. So um good to be support the background.
1: My my wife doesn't even know I've left the house on the Saturday some days.
0: <laughs>
1: nah, a bit, a bit, uh, boot- she down. knows a bit about her coming and being been beat right enough.
2: I, I was going to say the moon the house on Saturday. Absolutely. I'm David Gormley, manager at Rossville Football Club, and you're listening to Down the Divisions.
0: Drumchapel Chapel have signed Grant Dickey from Kilburnie. Rory Tate is the ninth new player to join George Grayson's revamped Whitless Victoria squad. The midfielder has spent the past two seasons at Annbank United. EK Thistle boss Ian Diak has brought Ali Morgan back after a year away also joining the EK ranks is former Celtic defender Kieran Brennan Linlithgow Rose have signed Lewis Crawford he joins from Dumbarton having made several appearances in League One last season and BSC Glasgow have signed striker Grant Rose from Berwick Rangers
1: My name is Brian Ferguson manager of Linlithgow Rose and you are listening to Down the Divisions
0: which brings us to inside the mind. Each week, we'll put our guests on the spot to look deep into their psyche and discover some hidden stories. Right, Callum, who was your idol as a boy? Um, for me, I was brought up I'm a Maloof fan,
2: um, and when I started going to part, there was only one player with a bit of ability, uh, James McFadden. So he's he's he stuck out for me. Um, obviously, had a good career with Scotland, so I sort of forward him on. Aye, uh, good forward player as well.
0: Ever uh, ever met him at all? since oh, I have um, I a bit disappointed
2: I don't think he was really in the mood for it they do say don't meet your heroes but I, I've met him before <laughs> where, where did you meet him? I uh, was at a Malou game uh, last game in the season against St Johnson and we'd qualified for Europe we all ran on the park um, so I managed to meet him there, get a wee picture but I think he just wanted on the bus up the road
0: <laughs> oh so it was when he was playing it was when he was back at Malou um, right right I see third or fourth spell I think he's had a few
2: um,
0: Bye. But but I mean, are you I'm thinking are you old enough to remember him the first time he was playing at Motherwell with the uh, red that, hair and all that or the red that's, that's when I started going to first part, so I was maybe five or six. Um and
2: then obviously he's he's moved to Everton. But I remember the, the red Mohawk and uh, the goals against Rangers um, at first part on Boxing Day, so I he was a really good player.
0: What do you think of the the current crop at Motherwell? players uh, Alan Campbell seems to be the latest that, uh, you know is being targeted I, I think he'll be
2: the next one to, to move on and it's good for Motherwell. obviously they're, they're selling club, bits the club goes now we get a good bit of business for David Turnbull but their academy's churning out these players every year um, and I'm, I've no doubt there's a, a few more in the pipeline as well
0: Was there anybody when you were at Motherwell as that young young kid was there anybody in, in the group with you who have gone on to make it at Motherwell Aye, there was a, I played with Chris Cadden um, and his brother Nicky was
2: also um, in the same. I was only there for two or three months. Um, and there was a boy, Morgan Neal, as well. He, I think he's with them Barton now. Um, so there was, aye, there was the day three. They were, Chris, especially, he was a really good player when he was that age. And I can definitely see why he went on to bigger and better things. He's out in America now, isn't he? Aye, he's with Columbus,
0: I think. Yeah. Uh, right, next question. Who's the toughest opponent you've faced so far? As in player or team yeah, player. Player?
2: Um I would probably I probably couldn't have picked between the two of them. I would go with Gal and Jeremy Glock on at Pollock. Um we played them last November. I was up top of my own. That was a, a tough shift. We got Lonely up there sometimes. I just penned in. Um, but i like to think I gave him a good a good uh, battle. But they battle. Two really good defenders.
0: You uh you broke up when you named them both. Can you can you repeat repeat their names? Aye, uh, it was Gal and Jeremy Clogland for Polk. Who's Gal for the people who don't know Gal? Paul Gallagher, I think his name is Gallagher. Uh, did you, Did you come off with a few bruises then, or? Do you know, what? I actually didn't. I thought that they were, fair. they were really good on the ball.
2: They were hard, but they were fair. You know, I knew when they were coming through the back of me, but there wasn't any any, any nastiness and I was like a wee joke with them and stuff with them during the game. So uh, two good lads as well.
0: And if that's, have you, I think you have played Pollock this pre-season, have not you, as well? We, we
2: played them last Saturday. Um, played really well. I think we probably should have got a, a draw out. Uh, we are two 0 down in 20 minutes, which is disappointing. You're thinking well, here we go, but we managed to to sort of keep a good shape, in um, particular in the second half with a few good chances. Um, but it's all about the exercise at the end of at the end of the day. It's only pre-season, but I uh, we,
0: we we took a lot out of the game. What's the favourite? Favourite football top you've worn and why? Uh, Favourite football
2: top, probably, I have to go back to youth football. Um, I was with Jimmy Johnston Academy and they their two strips, their home one was just a plain white um, and their, their away one was plain black, just a classic. Um, and it looked, I think it looked really good. It looked quite stylish from the park as well.
0: The Jimmy Johnston Academy, they've kind of put a few players onto the the, the right path for careers as well haven't they they, they, they seem to got quite a good sort of, reputation going I they had a good setup. I was there for a couple of years
2: and then my group broke off and made their own team but um, right throughout the academy they, they had a really good setup. up um, a lot of experienced coaches as well um, and of coached at a higher level so Where do they base come Were they Hamilton or Blantyre or are they out that way? Yeah I think at the time we were training in, in uh, Tory Glen but right. I think originally they are for Blantyre I believe but uh, all the academy teams we were trained at Tory Glen at the one right. time
0: ok who's the best player you've played with
2: going to have to go with Diego Paul McCorkin. Um as I said he just Lovely. just understands football um, and he's 38 I think he's 38 and some of the performances he was churning out last year um, unbelievable for that age I'd love to have played with him he was a lot younger um, just to see what his ability was like, but obviously he's played professional. Um, so, nah, really, really good player.
0: And what's the best practical joke you've seen played?
2: Best um, practical joke? There's a few that are only appropriate for the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> do, do, um,
0: do any of them involve Craig Foy? Because if they do, we can maybe talk about that after the show. Nah, they don't. They were off the of Ashfield. They are off the of Ashfield. North last year um, in fact I'll go for a one trip up
2: north last year we Colony Park in the Scottish Cup Um and the, uh, to be fair I don't know, a, a few of the boys fell for it it was usual suit on for the Scottish Cup tie so there's a few boys turned up and posted at half nine the Saturday morning with <laughs> did you did you fall for it uh, I actually took my suit and a spare bag just in case but I seen all the boys in the car park at the tracksuit on so I just left it in the water <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. Hi,
0: I'm Craig Menzies, the afternoon athletic captain, and you're listening to Down the Divisions. I mean, j- j- just to kind of finish off the chat about w- w- with you, Callum, I mean, y- your aim now then from, from now on is just to kind of keep things going as it, as it has been going so far and, and what, what will come will come?
2: I definitely. I think obviously whenever we get back to football, for me it's just about back scoring goals, try to get Ashfield as high up the league, um, and then we'll see what comes next summer. Um, but at this stage, I'm just desperate to get back.
1: How did you personally fare against Pollock and in uh, the friendly that he's played on the weekend? And do you see that as
2: a level you think you you can
1: really play week in week out?
2: Aye, I, I, I think I've done pretty well. I think I'd probably get better as a game when on. I'm actually get myself a goal as well. Um, and I, I don't think, personally, I'm quite a confident person, I definitely think I could play at that level. Um, obviously, they're a really good team, the way they knock the ball out, but I don't think there's a bad player in that team. Um, it's definitely a level that I, I see myself playing at in the future. And working under the likes of Paul Maxwell, uh <laughs>
1: How you found that in terms of the way that the, the juniors train, is it compared to where you were Amateur, I know you were probably only one night a week when you were at Amateur, but is uh, his organisation and the, the the
2: way he sets things out miles different from what you've come from? Uh, he's got a really good coaching team with Ryan Careley and uh, Dak, so I think, that, as you say, the biggest difference was for setting him up for one night a week to two, um, but their club we can offer a lot in terms of finances to players but I think they try to make that up with the, the environment. They try to make it as professional as they can. Um, and the coaching is really good, the, the sort of drills they set up and they, they spend a lot of their own time setting these things up so that's a decent standard.
0: You you mentioned being confident. When I was uh, preparing for the show tonight, you know, you do your kind of your you research and there was a, a thread on Pine Bovril dedicated to you. Don't know if you've seen it. Yeah. Uh, and the comments were kind of quite interesting, quite quite varied as well. Some people say, "Oh yeah, but he only scores these goals because it's the bottom league in the juniors." Some people say in "This boy's class, you know, you need to watch him." You know, is that something you're gonna have to get used to a little bit as well? And 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 when you hear negative comments, do they push you on, or how how do you react to that? What what, what do you think when people say that when it's, "Oh yeah, but it's only it's only the level that he's been playing at."
2: i seen, I seen the thread uh, straight on our uh, football chat as well so the boys are right on I me mean, they were all <laughs> over uh, but to be honest I play football I enjoy football uh, I don't think I'll get anything to prove to anybody uh, I'm confident in my own ability so I'm not going to say I don't need negative negative press but that really does not bother me people said I would not score goals the same amount of goals uh, in junior as I would in amateur. Now, when people are saying you won't do that in the top league, so it doesn't matter to me. I'm sure for you, Callum, the goals don't move, mate. If you know nah. where the
1: goals are, they, they, they don't move. You might get less opportunities in some games, but
2: if you know where the goals are, you'll score them. That's that. I I've invite myself to score
0: against anybody. Um, I managed to get my, myself a few goals against some top teams. So, I know you said James McFadden was your idol but have you kind of modelled yourself on anybody or growing up you know did, did did you watch anybody do you watch anybody now even who particularly stands out as, as a guy who, who you kind of try and add bits to your to your game like them?
2: Um, am I really model myself on anybody I've, I've seen that probably the, the player that I would watch the most if I had to say somebody would be Robert Lewandowski Um, I've seen him a couple of times in the flesh and it's just his hold up plays, all round games, just top class. So if if anything, then I would probably pick him. His movement alone, as well. Um, and I seen him in the flesh. He was he was brilliant. I found myself just watching him at times while in the game. Was that playing the Scotland Poland game or? Uh, It was Scotland Poland at Hamden, and I, I also was over in Bayern by uh, Bayern Munich game as well. Aye, so, uh, really really good player. Was that on trial or? No no just. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, so in terms of you going out to buy and to see them play, you're, some, you're a football fan. You kind of do you get the trips in to see the, the football clubs across Europe, obviously when when travel has allowed it. I eh,
2: I feel sorry for my missus, she's, every city break we go, she gets dragged to whatever football stadium's closest, (laughs) Uh, but no, I've been to a few few games, probably, I was at the Rome Derby for my my 21st birthday, that was pretty special as well, Um, I'm quite into Roma, so, and it was Tottie's one of the last Tottie's last uh, games as well, so, aye, she gets dragged everywhere.
0: Hi, Stephen Aitken, East Coast Bayern Manager, you're listening to Down the Divisions. Well, before we we finish up, we'll clear up this down. The division's decider, Paul, give us those clues again.
1: So Crystal Palace beat Watford 1-0 after extra time in the Football League playoff to get to the Premier League. A bomb was set off at the Boston Marathon. I thought you would have got that, Gareth. William and Kate give birth to Prince George of Cambridge and Queen of the South beat Partick Thistle in penalties to win the Scottish League Challenge Cup. Callum says twenty fifteen. Gareth said twenty eleven. And the answer is twenty thirteen.
2: Smack bang in the middle.
1: Bang in the middle. I thought you would have got the marathon, you've been a marathon man. A marathon man? Yeah. You like a bit of running? 5K Paul, it's not quite a marathon. I've been like watching it on the telly. <laughs> there you go, 2013.
0: Uh, well, Callum, thanks for thanks for joining us tonight, and uh, hope you hope you keep the, the scoring up, and uh, we hope you still speak to us when you've made it and you're uh, playing in the top top divisions, and you remember coming on the podcast, you know, at the start of October 2020. Hope you have a good season with uh, with Ashfield. Uh, obviously, maybe have a bit of a an Off color day on the first day of the season, yeah. Uh, but but still, kind of as long as football's a winner, that's that.
2: Thanks for having me on, guys. Really
1: appreciate that. No, no problem at all. And all the best.
0: Don't forget, you can get in touch with the show with comments or suggestions for people to speak to. Our email address is down the divisions at gmail.com. That's down the divisions at gmail.com, or you can get in touch via Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Do leave a comment which helps others find us and subscribe to get alerts when our latest episode is released. We'll be back next Friday on Down the Divisions.